Hello and welcome to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. My name is Presley. And on this week's episode, we watched The Bionic Woman, a TV series from 2007. Presley, let's go ahead and roll that intro. After the intro, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about the show. Well, thank you, Andrew, uh, for that wonderful introduction. I am going to amend one thing that you said, and I actually have to amend it in our in our synopsis that we post. Uh, it is not the Bionic Woman. It is just Bionic Woman. There is no oh. the, uh, which I think is very funny and kind of a worse title. Uh, but just that one caveat uh, is is worth oh, noting. The original was the Bionic Woman. Correct, which I bring up. So, so okay. the Got Bionic it. Woman was a show in the 70s. Uh, that ran for, I believe, three seasons and was fairly, you know, well regarded. It had several seasons. I don't believe it was canceled. I think it just kind of ended. But this yeah. is a remake reimagining uh, called The Bionic Woman, uh, which aired in 2007 on NBC. The show stars Janie Summers, played by Michelle Ryan, who, after discovering that she is pregnant with her boyfriend's child, is in a horrific car accident that terminates her pregnancy and causes her boyfriend, a doctor working for a clandestine agency, to replace both of her legs, one of her arms, an eye, an ear, uh, all with advanced cybernetic augmentations, which give her super speed, strength, hearing, and vision, along with several other random little thing, one-off things that show up. Jamie, not wanting to be turned into a medical experiment against her will, escapes from the clandestine facility and in the process discovers that she is the second bionic woman. Sarah Corvus, uh, played by Katie Sackoff, uh, to undergo the transformation, and that the original bionic woman was the cause of the car accident and subsequent murder of her boyfriend. Uh, the boyfriend was in the car, survived with only a broken wrist, despite the fact that she basically almost was completely bisected <laughs> into two. Basically it's very died. strange. <laughs> and then... But she caused it, right? And the goal was to kill her boyfriend, but it didn't work. And so then she goes and reassassinates him later on. Um, due to how much capital has been sunk into Jamie by the organization, both in the investment of like keeping her alive and putting all these bionic parts, but then the actual literal cost of it, um, she's recruited by Antonio Pope, played by Isaiah Washington, trained by Jay Kim, played by Will Young Lee, and commanded by the leader of the organization, Jonas Bedsoe, played by Miguel Ferrer. Along with struggling with her responsibilities as an unwilling superhero and spy, Jamie also has to contend with her 15-year-old sister, Becca, played by Lucy Hale, whom she is raising after the death of their parents. The show ends with the discovery that Jamie will eventually begin to lose her mind and faculties, like the first Bionic Woman did, uh, unless they are able to find more research, do more research, and find a way to stop this inevitable transformation. Boy, oh boy, is this a convoluted show. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. All I want to say is that I am not going to be first in line to have any kind of cybernetic enhancements and or anthracites put in my body. Uh, is that what I they call like little nanobots? Like yeah, that's what like a little nano technology bot things or whatever. Now uh, you wear contacts. Yes. Does this include like if you got a contact with like a HoloLens in it that like, you like see your emails and you know like uh, I don't want you that. Know. You don't? Yeah, I, I absolutely don't want that. Why, Why would I want that? I don't even want to read my fucking emails on my phone or on my computer as it is. 
Okay, what if what if they like tied it? In? We we both enjoy video games, right? What if they tied it in and made it like an AR video game where you could like pull out like a Nerf gun, and then as you're walking down the streets, you could like be in a combat zone, kind of a thing. Look, that idea is cool in theory. I think that and in reality, yeah, sure, that would be awesome. Let me let me have <laughs> this full immersion in this video game or right. whatever. But so quickly do we lose sight of actual reality i think if that starts becoming so mainstream because that is not only just going to be in video games that would bleed into like life like people would be have you ever seen um i can't remember the name of the movie there's a movie where it's like this apocalyptic hellscape and everybody's just like there's ready player one this no not ready player one but it is similar to that but like everybody basically just lives on the internet or on the AR and they're all just like sitting basically dead in a desk or in a pod. And they're just like living on the internet. Like I know I that you're probably that describing a different thing. That is ready player one. Just I know, the but the, there are uh, the, the specific movie I was thinking of was no, something else, but yeah, that yeah. is the same concept in right. ready player one. But that, that like that's inevitable. If I that's just think the thing in our society that is going to happen. And that's so terrible. But then we, you make a comparison, right? Because you're, you're. I don't believe you're wrong, but then look at how successful Meta has been with their metaverse, <laughs> and you're kind of contrasted and reminded that I it don't actually if, isn't that. If, if Meta, the corporation, has been so successful with their metaverse bullshit, no, I no, no. Care. I'm making a joke. I was being yeah. facetious. Oh, okay. Because okay, no one fucking does any of the oh, shit. Oh, yeah. right. Like they like, have all of them. that. All exists crazy. already. In the metaverse, yeah, yeah. like you can go and socialize in your VR headset with random people across the I planet. I didn't even know they had. That. Yeah, I, exactly. When you said but it, I like, was no like, one "Oh, sure, fucking maybe it's successful." Maybe a hundred thousand people, but like yeah, that's a drop in the bucket. Disassociate as much as possible from what's actually happening. In our this world. is all of our ways of talk, not talking about this fucking television show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like to um, stall as much as possible. Oh boy! Um, oh boy! This is an interesting man. one. I, this is one where I was like. Is that really the word you would use? Interesting. Yeah, because I had a moment, and you're gonna hate me for saying this, and I'm really, okay. I'm really excited to hear your reaction. I had a moment where it was like when I was watching Pan Am, and we talked about this in our Pan Am episode, where I was like, "Do I, do I like this show?" No. And shot. I quickly backpedaled that thought okay, because okay. I realized that the reason I like it was not for any good reasons, but it was because of how easy it was for me to realize how bad it was. Like, it yeah. took no effort for me to, like, man, that's shitty. It was just, like, blatantly shitty yeah. and uninteresting. And it wasn't, like, blockbuster where you're kind of having to, like, see if the jokes are funny or, like, pick apart why the plot isn't successful. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It was just, like, so blatantly stupid and bad and, like, the CGI is terrible and the acting's horrible and the plot makes no Every sense. Every single character in, in voice line is so corny. And it, it so was bad. just like, it, it was schlock in, in a way that my brain could turn off while I was watching it yeah. in a way that I can't do with a lot of the other shows we watch. Cause I have to be invested to like talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And so I, that's why I liked it was because of how bad it was. And because of how much I could turn my brain off watching it, there was no investment needed. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Oh man. Um, where do we even yeah, start? Sh- like, I don't even know this show. Well, Shit, I don't know. I mean, the whole concept of of like uh, the whole concept is just doesn't make sense. Like this person wasn't an accident. 
you can't just take them from a hospital and be like, hey, we've got a lab. We're just going to go make her a robot. They didn't even do that. They started there. Yeah, I guess that's there true. There was they never a point between the there. accident and her waking up with cybernetics. Oh, no, there was a point. Okay, in the first episode after this accident happens, she is awoken by her boyfriend as now a, a multi-amputee, right? She she doesn't have her legs. She has, like, the majority of, I believe, her left arm is gone, yeah, along with her right eye and right ear, I think. But she's, like, woken up by her boyfriend, and she's, like, having, like, a panic attack because, obviously, you know, if you woke up all of a sudden, you know, from a yeah. coma basically and yeah. you are missing limbs that would be horrifying and then they put her back under because she's freaking out and then she wakes up with limbs again and she's like oh it was all a dream and they're like no it was real you actually did break your yeah. your boyfriend's arm <laughs> against the wall and you were oh it's so bad oh. yeah it's pretty it's it's yeah all of the acting was terrible I, I have a note. I, I didn't write that many notes for this, but uh, under the acting bullet point, I wrote, the only time she's good at acting is when she's using her real British accent. Agreed. Agreed. It's yeah. so funny. I had, so in yeah. episode like three or four, right, they, they have her go undercover as a college student, which is kind of funny, but also kind of plausible because she, she, Michelle Ryan at the time of the filming was like, she could pass as a college student, maybe like a college student that took a few years off and then came back to college. Like she, yeah, like a non-traditional student. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't look, yeah, look like too old. Later. All the other college students around her look way older than most typical, you know, 18 to 22 yeah. year olds <laughs> yeah. is like a typical college age, um, which I thought was very funny, but she but pretends to be, to be British for some now, reason. And the yeah. reason you realize is because the actress was tired of doing an American accent. And for, to give Michelle Ryan credit, I did not realize that she was British up until this point. But then as soon as you hear her talking in a British accent, you're like, there is no way she is that good at faking a British accent when she's this bad at acting right. already. And right. then you realize very quickly, I, I realize because I kind of have this weird skill with accents in shows where I can always pick out if people are faking accents. This is like my one blind spot. I was like, oh, I know this actress and I know that she's actually British. Yeah. And um, and then I remember that she was uh, on an episode of Doctor Who that's well, really well regarded. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'd rather watch Doctor Who than this terrible show. <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, can I say one no, other yeah, thing go ahead, go ahead. Not only is she pretending to be British, but then later on she discovers that the person that she's been like flirting with, I believe is working for the CIA Correct. and is also undercover. Tom. And during their courtship, yeah, very dumb. During their courtship, she continues using her British accent despite the fact that he now knows that it is in the mythos of the universe a fake accent. She's like, I'm just trying to stay in care. I'm just trying to stay in character. That is my terrible British accent for you, and uh, and it's like very clear that the actress didn't just didn't want to use like fake an American accent for any longer. Yeah. And I just it was so funny to me. I couldn't stop. It was the only time in the show I laughed. You know, it's interesting because I I had a similar thought where I was like, you know, I looked her up and and uh, actually probably about the same time I think I looked her up and I was like, oh, she is British. But I didn't realize, obviously, there was something off about her voice lines and her acting and her speaking when she was doing it in right. in the show. And I was like, something doesn't seem right. She doesn't seem it, like she's not saying things very naturally or like speaking it was in like a way a that like, really issue. makes sense. It was like, yeah, it was like a cadence issue, kind of like a just the way she would say certain words, like a pronunciation thing or whatever. It was like, where the hell is she from? But then... There was that episode where she plays a British person, and I was like, hmm, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. And then, like, I it wasn't. I guess I didn't have that realization that something was off with her speech specifically until after I heard that that accent. Right. And then I saw that she was British, and I looked back, and I was like, oh, oh. Well, she probably it, needed more coaching or something. Yeah, like, and like fair she, play she, to her, she's a decent actress. Um, yeah, because it, like, it's one of those times where you don't easily pick up on a lot of like the turns of phrase that like. Yeah. The only comparable like example that I can kind of give is um is Hugh Laurie in House. Like Hugh Laurie, to his oh, credit, yeah. there there is never a moment where you think he is a British person in that entire run. I of didn't that know he was show. for the longest time. Uh, yeah, when they auditioned him. And he was like told he was going to play an American actor, like when they were doing the audition reels. Um, he did his American accent, and they genuinely thought he was American. They were like, "We needed an American like this." Like he fools everybody, right? And that's the way it felt. Where there wasn't like a moment before she did her British accent, where I was like, "This person is pretending to have an, a, yeah. an American accent." Yeah. To her legitimate credit, and she's good in that one Doctor Who episode. I don't think that she is wholly a bad actress. No. I think she's a bad actress in this show, along yeah. with the list of the entire cast, which I'm not going to go into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of, one of the things that was like crazy for me or, or really funny was like, they didn't, they didn't. So every single time she basically like, so she's going to run after a car or run after <laughs> something or fight somebody. She like has to like <laughs> mentally kick into overdrive and like turn yeah. on her fucking cybernetic powers or whatever. Something. And it like, they do like this. How would you? How would you do that? You do like a maybe a a, a special camera that picks up extra frames, or you add, add something where basically like it's moving so fast that the camera can't catch up, kind of thing. You know. <laughs> I and, know exactly what you're talking about. I, and, just like, I just can't stop laughing thinking about how bad yeah, it looks. And, so you have this thing and there's like this specific sound. I can't remember. I, you know, I obviously can't imitate it, but there's like this sound that's like, oh, she kicked into overdrive or something. That's and then she's running. Sounding. But they show her like just running at a regular speed. It, yeah, <laughs> or it's they like show someone... her like throw somebody, but it like literally looks like her as a regular human being trying to throw somebody. Like they right. didn't do anything to make it look like so it's funny it's like she's a guy like, on a wire rig right that's like being thrown yeah. across by the wires which is like a way to do it but you're never yeah, invested in believing that she has super strength throwing somebody and it's just like okay she does not look strong here well and, um, and it, it's funnier too because she has no training right it's she is a bartender when all of this goes yeah, down right. right and so she it's she's not a super soldier like the first bionic woman was who was like a military trained you know like right. soldier assassin person who knows how to do stuff and so every fight sequence that she's in a she only has one strong arm her other arm is like a normal yeah. arm right so you can yeah. very clearly tell that she's always trying to do things with her left hand whether or not that's because she's left-handed or because that was the way it was written is fine or her legs. Right. But she also like sometimes hits like a normal person and then sometimes she'll drop kick somebody and she like throws them through a, a wall. You know, there's no consistency yeah. with her actions and her abilities. And she clearly has no idea how to fucking fight. Yeah. And but I don't even think that that was like the, the idea behind it. I think it was just such shitty. Effects. No, it's bad it choreography. Like- Right. Yeah, like, and you can play it off that way of like, well, she's just a bartender, right? Like the stupid yeah. internet comment kind of voice. But they like trained but, her on the first couple episodes when she, yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I'm agent. saying is that the, the fight choreography was so bad that they never got it like consistent where it's either you need to really nail that she's an amateur who's kind of fumbling her way through it. Or yeah. you need to nail that she was that. And then she's gotten really skilled and knows how to use her augmentations properly. Yeah. Um, it, to your point about running, if anyone's ever seen any of the Twilight films, 
um, which I discourage anyone from watching, but I've seen various clips of them. And when they show the vampires running at super speeds, because that's apparently a, a skill that vampires have now in those movies. It, sure. it looks like this, this where you, they were running like pretend running on a green screen where they're running in place. And then they like matted in on top of like someone running through a forest really quickly. Oh my God. And it just looks so terrible the whole, every single time. And there's my right when she escapes her facility and she discovers that she can run at like 60 miles an hour where she's like running past a car in the forest, but she's still in the forest. And it's like, Everything is incongruent. Everything makes no sense. Yeah. It's so stupid and looks corny and it's not, it's not campy and fun. It's just bad looking. Yeah. It's just like, Oh no, this is, Oh God, this is so bad. Yeah. She would like turn on her superpowers and then they would like do a scene of her running down the street and you're like looking down the whole street, right? Like straight on. And yeah. it looks like she's just running at a regular pace for right. a human. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. they couldn't have done anything. Couldn't have had a whooshing effect. And it makes me think like, so in, uh, and, and I thought about this because I like the way this scene was done in, uh, in American or no, uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay. Where you have, there's a, the scene where uh, Cap finds Bucky and then Bucky and Cap are running away from, um, T'Challa, Black Panther. Yeah. And they all have superpowers and they're all running really fast. At super, yeah. At super speed. And they do such a good job of like whether it's the animation or the filming or the, the way they did the, the camera work. But it makes it look like they're running, but it's not ridiculous. Like they are yeah. obviously running fast and like they're moving fast, but it's not like it looks believable. And it well, just and makes they me did, think of that. It's like they did a couple techniques in that movie to, to do that. A, they, they're yeah. on wires, right? So they're able to, right. to physically move them quickly through the environment. B, they are genuinely running, right? So you're getting yeah, like the right. force of them running. C, they're making the cars. They're, they're, they added motion blur to the cars as if they're going right. quickly, as but the cars quickly. are actually moving slowly. So while they're running past it, it looks like the, they're running faster than the cars are. Yeah. It's right. All so it's all like a relative speed. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you're right speed. that it's creative and a way to show it and it, they do it just enough where you're like, that's convincing, but it's not, it, it's, it's not silly and it's not a 10 yeah. minute long sequence. You know, it's, it's 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. This show God, didn't have the budget show. in 2007 to do oh, that. Oh no. Yeah. Or the technology apparently. It's funny. When, when, when I, when I was watching this show, it was immediately corny. It was immediately just fucking bad. And right. I was just like, there were so many good shows that came ar- out around the same time. Examples. Prison Break. Um, that's like the first one that came to mind. Prison Break. I don't know. Show. T- there, there's just so many shows that came out around Lost the mid 2000s. I think two years later, 2009. Yeah. No, that, Lost that, was earlier, like, I think. That had good effects yeah, and Lost. had good production value. And these guys just got like the leftover change from a good show. And it was uh, on like a main network. Like NBC is a yeah, big network on at NBC. this time. You know, yeah, it's not huge some then. rinky-dink, you know. You know. Uh, no, it was just, it was really funny. All the little like effects of her supposedly powering up just like ultimately led to nothing. I thought it was hilarious. Cause she's like, you know, this big, strong, you know, superhero type person. And then she like hits somebody and they just like, ow. Oh <laughs> no, like, I've been punched by someone with the like, force oh, of 10 sons. Yeah. And they're just like, oh no, I got hurt. <laughs> and it's just like, she didn't like, if she kicked somebody as hard as supposedly she could have or punched somebody as hard as she could her without her training, would have gone through she would have fucking chest. killed somebody. Yeah, yeah she literally. She literally kicked or punched through somebody. Like, yeah. she would have punched somebody's head off. Like, like you know, 
and it, it's it's very interesting to me, right? Because it's like, okay, if you have bionic cyber augmentations, sure, you have an advantage in a lot of fights, right? You you can get one good punch into somebody and you're gonna break their entire face. Yeah. On the other side, every single person that they are fighting against or any clandestine operation that they're doing, everybody just has guns. Right. Just give her a gun. It like if she's really that big of an investment for you, let her have her augmentations and also give yeah. her a gun because it's not going to hurt in her ability to do things. Well, it would help. She's got like an eye that's perfect. Yeah. And she can zoom and she can scan things. She's hooked up. She's basically hooked up to a fucking trainer to be a fucking sniper database or something where she can like see and scan shit and like recognize really objects from far away and whatever. Note, so like, put a gun in her hand. Side note: I really liked when they showed her like cyber vision. Cause it like just has all the it has all the hallmarks of like this is cyber vision, yeah, and and a lot of ridiculous stupid extra elements on the screen that aren't needed, but right? Like numbers we, just randomly generated, yeah, and digits like, going by. Yeah. It's like a stock ticker or something, you know? Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense because it's like we talked about earlier. Like, would you like to have a Hololens? It's like sure, but I wouldn't want it just like blocking shit in my view, right? And it's like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? You have Microsoft's new like AI contact lens thing and you have fucking ads on your, your heads up display. Yeah. Cause they have like ads on windows 11 and shit. They have like ads, you know, in your task manager stuff, not task manager, but like in I your like, task bar stuff and whatever. Could you just imagine paying all that money and you're like, boom, now I have all this stuff and it's like, Oh, I got to watch an ad real quick. We, let me we just, could call let me it advertisements. Advertisements. Oh, no. That was a good pun, and I'm leaving it in the podcast. That's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> TM, TM, by the way, TM on yeah. advertisements. Yeah, T- someone can have that if you want. Um, no, I'm making a billion dollars. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I think, you know, there's the obvious, like, effects were pretty bad and whatever, but, I mean, some of the things that happened in the show, there, there was, like, this chemical attack. The second episode, I think it was like a big chemical attack and it came from something that they had created. I mean, I wasn't really like too sure, but they like send this person with zero training into like a quarantine zone to like be backup or help. And I'm just like, what is there a plot here? Are we just like we're throwing our million, however, whatever dollar investment into a fucking plagued city? Also, every time they cite a number about, like, how much the Bionic Woman costs, it's not nearly as much as it should be. Like, it should be yeah. $400 trillion instead yeah. of, like, $800,000. Because those are completely yeah. different financial right. scales. And yeah. you're right that, like, they basically just create a show and plot around the conceit that you now have a Bionic Woman accidentally. Because that's, like, what it is, right? Yeah, And 100%. so it's, like oh, we had a bioweapon attack that was accidentally, like, our bioweapon was stolen and then used on the small town. I guess we'll send the complete rookie because she's... Yeah. There's no, they never cite a reason for it, right? And that's, like, so much of what they do in the whole show is they never, like, cite a reason for why she she specifically needs to be doing the things that are happening because clearly they have this whole, like, spy secret network organization where they're getting information. They have... Whenever they go to their headquarters, there's 48 people in the background doing nothing. Yeah, and there's right? other working agents. on computers or whatever. Teams. There's like you know, they have all sorts of other people. Yeah, it was so bad. It kind of hurt. Yeah, yeah, it did. I regret everything. It did. 
It was a rough, it was a rough one. This is, um, this is one of the harder ones I think we've had to do. Yeah. Do we have anything good a, to say about it? Uh, I feel like normally we do in a good and bad, but I don't know if I have anything good to say about it. Uh, Lucy Hale wasn't half bad at playing like a, that's her 15 year old. Uh, yeah. Sister. Her, her 15 year old sister who lives with her. She wasn't half bad. She played a decently like convincing, like teenager who's like pissed off because her life sucks kind of thing. Like, yeah, she was mad at her I sister guess. because she was like replacing her parents and her mom, their mom died or something. And their dad was kind of a POS or something. I yeah, don't he, know. Like walked down on she, them. Like, I think I, think she, I said yeah, both of so them died, but I might so be wrong. She, like, well, no, because she kept threatening, like, well, I'll just go with dad. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'll just go I'll just go live with dad. And she's like, no, you're with me. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck's going on there? That would be juicier drama than anything that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe we meet the dad, and he's, like, a nice, upstanding guy. And you're like, why is... Why is... <laughs> and she's just like... Why is she like, so... But, you know, you have, Jamie's like, the, the problem the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the most interesting part of it was when the... Uh, what was her name? Was it Kate? The other, the other bionic woman, uh, Sarah, the first one, Sarah. Wow. Sarah Corvus. Um, their first fight. Oh my God. Oh, it's their great. first fight. It's gold. was so bad. Oh it's my in the God. pouring Just rain the, on the rooftops. All the choreography. It was so cliche and like, so yeah, it's pouring rain. There's all these Dutch angles and like these corny one liners to each other. They're like fighting each other. And, it's just like the most corny choreography you can do for a fight, you know, like, Oh God, I don't know. There was, was one just... good moment where she knocks her against like a fence. That's like encasing like an AC unit. You know, sometimes there'll be like a, yeah. like a chain link fence on top of roofs. She basically yeah, knocks her into it. it. She goes flying. The chain link fence like rips off and she like falls with the chain link fence over the edge. And, like, and it kind of acts as like a rope. Herself, yeah. Yeah. And then she like bounces back off of it and then like slingshots herself back up with the chain link yeah. fence. And I'm like, yeah. that's not how physics do. That's not how no. you do it. Well, that is how physics work. If you're a bionic woman on a TV show. I guess you can you can push um, off with the wall with the force of 10 men yeah. like, I, like i don't know it's never quantified how strong she is either right they're like you can no, lift 28 yeah. tons they never say anything like that it's they're like, just you're like, really strong because you're bionic you're super strong and then yeah but only in one arm i guess yeah, only one arm. yeah that that was so interesting to me i was like i mean if you're there and you're trying to make a weapon I mean, do you really want to have a handicap of like one arm being just a regular? Yeah, why don't they arm? just amputate both just of her? Just take arms. it. Just take it. Honestly, if you're going all, to all that length, put another badass arm on there and really just go for it. Or, or like mount in a gun, you know, so you can like hold, flick a wrist yeah. and her hand pops down, and there's sick. like a bolt, there's a gun that shoots lasers. Season two. We should have written this show because we no, would have done a better um, fucking job of coming up with superpowers. Yeah. Every, every every the thing that was so so crazy to me is like every situation that they put Jamie in to work as an agent was like way above what she was capable of doing. Like she had to like protect some important like defense contractor's daughter or something like that who just kept running away. It was just a basically a spoiled. Just wanted rap, to get a tattoo. Like, yeah, they just wanted to get a tattoo to piss her dad off and like you know, and then she had to like go rescue a doctor from fucking Paraguay who's like working on some secret CIA 
Burkett group shit or something. And it's like, she is literally the least qualified person in your team to do this. Why? And she didn't even do Cause she's the bionic the woman, Andrew, because she's the, because she's the main character and she has to be involved. I guess <laughs> the, the but name like, of the show is her, but it's like, dude, I don't know. It's, it's just, it was all just way too crazy. None of it was believable. And then you have like her relationship with this random CIA guy who she's like, who doesn't know she's a bionic woman and all this. She shit. hides it from everyone other than she the people hides it that from she everyone with. except for the, the group. So Cause it's a very much a Spider-Man dilemma. Of yeah. like yeah. with great power comes great responsibility. And the, like, if you tell people you're endangering them, cause then the yeah. people will be targets if they know, well, they're already yeah. targets. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and they were targeted, but yeah, I don't know. This whole relationship with the CIA guy, and it was all oh, just so also corny, Presley. I so preach on the choir, man. I think that uh, I need to note something. This is Presley's film film notes oh. or segment, mm-hmm. which we need a little sound bite for. I almost vomited watching this show because of all the fucking vomited? shaky cam. Yeah, there is a lot of the, shaky cam. There is never a time where there is a camera on a tripod in this entire show. Uh, or yeah. on a steady cam the whole time it's it's like a 12 year old is holding a handheld camera with no image stabilization <laughs> yeah and I, they're doing it to be kind of edgy and like ooh, it's so rough it be and, like and gr- real know, gritty like gritty action yeah. shots and it's so distracting but and they're sitting so... at a desk talking yeah exactly right like she's in a therapy she's that. forcibly in therapy because they yeah. turned her into a bionic woman and she's clearly unstable without and her consent yeah and they're like, it's like a guy's like pacing back and forth while he's holding the camera. It's like, why did you do this? Just, <laughs> just put it on, just do a shot reverse shot. Like all fucking shows ever. Yeah. It was horrible. If you watch like one episode of this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Where like, yeah. I don't get nauseous watching shows. The only time I got nauseous on shows were when we watched Cowboy Bebop and every single shot was a Dutch angle or this show Holy where shit, every single shot yeah. was shot in the worst way of fucking imaginable. Um, also, the show uh, pretends to take place, I think, in San Francisco. Once again, a shot in Vancouver. Um, they live in this, like, massive loft apartment uh, when she's, like, a bartender and has a 15-year-old sister. And I always think it's so funny. This is one of the things that just, like, pulls me out of shows so quickly. It pulls me out of anything when people live in, like, this, like, completely unrealistic housing. You know, because that apartment would have clearly cost many millions of dollars if it was really where it was. And oh yeah, with all the light and yeah, where it was and she's just like a shitty bartender. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, she's so funny there's no way she makes that much money. Like, yeah, while raising a 15 year old. On yeah, top while of that, raising right? yeah. Anyway, a single family income as a bartender. Yeah, of course. I think yeah, for the that, first time ever, I have nothing good to say show, about the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything good to say either. I mean. Yeah, it was it was rough. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the the good the only good thing, and I know I've said this before, is that it was short. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a, a slog of things to get through. It was met with pretty pretty bad reception pretty immediately. What? And that's why it was canceled <laughs> after only eight episodes. I got I got um, one. I got a nice thing. What? I okay. got. It's very small. Okay. It's a nice little plot note. Sure. I got to find something. I got to find some point of redemption in every show, right? Like Why? Because I'm too pure of heart. I don't know. I guess. Okay, okay so her boss is kind of a dick the entire time. It's it Jonas is the name of her boss. He's played by Miguel Ferrer. 
Yeah. And in one of the episodes, uh, when I think it's the episode where she goes to rescue the people from Paraguay, she has to like lie to her sister about where she's going. So she's like going to a vineyard, right? Mm. No, I she might goes be to Paris. Yeah. And so she goes to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in the process, she goes out and has a wild party and gets like caught driving. Right. And she's uh, underage. Right. And so then she calls the number that, that her sister gave to her. Right. And that is her boss. And her boss comes and bails her out and is like genuinely nice and thoughtful and caring to her and appreciative of like how challenging her position is right now. Like being this 15 year old with an absentee sister, who's now a bionic woman, even though she doesn't know that. And he does. And like, doesn't tell her older sister is like respectful of like her trying to do better. I just appreciated that it was, he wasn't a dickhead. He just did a nice thing. He was and nice. I like that. That was a nice moment of like, there were, you saw a different side to Jonas. And I yeah. Cause was, he's, a, he's nice so moment. mean all the time to everyone. Yeah, and so for him to like show up dickish, in a nice yeah. way. And even later on, he shows up one day for like dinner. Um, and, and her sister is like, Oh, it's your boss. Like, isn't it cool that he like came for dinner? And, um, and the main character, uh, Jamie is her name. I keep, I keep calling her Michelle Ryan. Cause that's the actress's name. Jamie's like yeah. so mad at him and he's like just helping do the dishes. And he's just like, I was just checking in on you. Like I, I had no ill will here. Yeah. You, you're like, an asset to like, me. You're important your partner, to me. Your closest person at the fur or at the group was literally just killed in front of you. Like, I'm yeah. just making sure that you're okay because you're clearly not because you're acting out. And, and it's just like, I, I can appreciate yeah. pure heartedness. We talked about an American gigolo where like, you know, the, the father of one of the characters is like, you kind of think he's a CD kind of shitty guy, but then he just shows that he's a, a quality character with, you know, some bad traits, just like yeah. most humans, right. Where right. they're a little misunderstood or because there have to be a hard ass to be like a clandestine spy, whatever, doesn't mean they can't be uh, endearing. Right. And so I appreciated one moment of endearing quality of this, you know, in eight 45 minute episodes, taking two and a half yeah. minutes is I, I guess the only goodness I can find out of it. Thank you for sharing the one neat moment in the show. Um, back welcome. to dogpiling on it. Um, <laughs> now, now when you were saying that, shit. I was thinking about uh, how she, we, we kind of mentioned earlier, she didn't take any of it seriously. And I think it's like really, it really shows that like when she was tracking this package, okay. So she's like, Oh, this guy is selling this thing, this like package or this, this thing to this other guy. And it was the bullets or the gun or whatever for the, the assassination plot, like toward one, toward the, one of the last episodes. She's like tracking this. Yeah, she gets these called special from her bullets like boyfriend. That, can't miss, that can shoot like yeah. two miles away. Yeah, exactly. She gets a call from like the CIA guy that she's been dating. And in the middle of her field op, she just answers the phone and she's like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, hi cutie. Hi, what are you doing cutie? And talking to him nonchalant or whatever. That's basically the, but basically and he was just like oh she's like she's like oh i'm at work and he's like oh what are you doing he's like you know i can't tell you and and all this stuff and he's like what are you wearing she's like stop it i'm at work and then she fucking loses the guy but then we see a brilliant brilliant shot as always of her fucking special eye finding the one black (laughs) briefcase that was the one that she needed as if there was something different about it than all the other ones that were in the area anyways 
And then she gets back. She's like, oh, I got to go and hangs up. And then she just goes out in the middle of the fucking street and punches the door off or something and steals it from him or kills the guy. Yeah, I don't she can't know. kill the person, but she basically like incapacitates yeah. him while she's yeah, waiting and for then backup. She, and then and that's one of those scenes where we see like her bionic run away. She's just like, and just like runs away at the speed of a normal fucking human. It makes me want um, to put on the Sonic music. Yeah. Like whenever you see her running, because it's just like so ludicrously out of place, right? It's so it's stupid. Like, uh, uh yeah. But then also, I remember one of the things I thought was also ridiculous was, like, the kind of work that she signed up for, this, like, clandestine, you know, CIA, Is it military? Is it military is it its own thing? It's not it's a 9-to-5 job. It's not a 9-to-5 job. They She's don't pay like, her. Yeah, they do. No, because they, they said that because she owes money because of the cybernetics that she doesn't get paid. I thought she got paid like a salary or something. No, I don't think they pay her. I think they give her health insurance is the thing. Well, whatever. But anyway, she's just like, okay, I'll do it, but I need to be home by seven. And it's like, okay, that's not how this works. Like you can't, she literally goes to like Paris and that's the only time that she's like, okay, I'm going to be gone for a little while. But she goes to like Paraguay and comes back the the very same day by like seven or something like that. But I mean, you wouldn't though. You wouldn't though. If you were in that line of work, like you'd be gone. You would be. You would. You would leave. You would figure out what's going. They just walk in, and she's like, "I'm a cybernetic person," and just like rips gates open, and is like, boo, boo, boo. "I'm just gonna take this, and I'm gonna stop this thing from happening." And it's just so unbelievable. Like not in a way that's like, "Whoa, that was unbelievable. It was amazing." Is like unbelievable. Like someone made this and then they were like we should do more of it (laughs) and then someone was like yeah here's a good amount of money to do it and then they made it and they were like wow people need to see this (laughs) and then people saw it the show was so bad (laughs) You can hear the anger in Andrew's voice. We can't tell how mad Andrew is. It's very I'm apparent. I'm not mad. To me. I'm just like, God, you this sound is so, so bad. mad to me. Like, you, you're mad at me for having picked this show. <laughs> I, no, I've never picked a winner. Either. I still haven't picked a winner. I'll never do it. I, I almost at, now. I'm mad at NBC for making this pile of shit. Because um, I had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did sign up for. I know that I did. Yeah, we, but... we, we're doing this to ourselves and it is a horrible horrible experiment you mentioned before this is this is like an experiment in self-torture or, or whatever yeah that was. it's a, it's it was secretly my way of torturing Oof, you and it man. ended up torturing me in the process um andrew i just had this thought okay how cool would it. it have been if in season two and this is into the season two predictions that we would have wanted okay um, as she's going crazy, right? Like, cause we know that the, the old bionic woman, who's kind of like the main villain for a lot of the time, there's another villain that like pops up for no reason that isn't given a name. Yep. It's very confusing and bad. So I won't even talk right. about him. Um, but the, the, uh, the first bionic woman basically causes this, her Jamie to be a bionic woman. Right. And yeah. she, because she went crazy initially from all the cybernetic implants and we know that Jamie will eventually befall the same fate. How interesting would it be is that she's going crazy. She like maims and causes her younger sister to also be a bionic woman. Thus dooming her to the same fate. Anyway, that's my prediction is that Jamie would grievously injure her 15 year old sister daughter 
I know it's her sister, but she acts as her mom, right? Her and, sister daughter, yeah. And um, then she has to come with her, and yeah. she's always overprotective and like, I've been trained on how to do this, and you're you're you don't know what you're doing. And then uh, because she's like a fifteen year old, she's like always fighting back. And then Jonas is there. I just you're think the show is so like, bad. I can't <laughs> think of any good uh, ideas. So I'm going for the fuck it, who cares idea, which is to That's fucking fair. make everybody cybernetic people. Might as well. I It'd mean, be more fun than this show. Uh, yeah, I agree. So I, I, what I think would have been cool. Okay. Is if you see, uh, is it Sarah. Sarah's the, the original. The other one. Yeah. You see Sarah and Jamie team up, okay. and they're like, "Fuck the Burkett Group." They basically are. They basically signed us up to die. And didn't well, tell us. About that's it. what Sarah's like trying to convince Jamie of and, the whole and, show. Yeah, and, and yeah. But, but like, let's say Jamie is finally convinced. She's happy. She's it like, with no, you're totally right. These guys are actually not good people. And then, and then they and they fuck them up, and they just go <laughs> and they just like destroy this organization. Which, but then which they also Sarah like, already kind of does out, in like the seventh episode. Yeah, true. But then they also try to like figure out a cure, and like it's complicated because they like they they team up with people from the company who don't agree that they did this to them and they want to help them and and the whole thing fractures but then they're also dealing with like the urgent issues that are facing the clandestine US cuz apparently there's a terrorist attack every other day yeah that they That's have to prevent standard. that is going to ruin the entire world what if in the same in, in in the same vein, following your through line, right? This because this is genius yeah. stuff. This is you know they should hire us on. I know is that it's revealed NBC, that the Burkett group. I am looking. <laughs> is the is the the Burkett group, which is the group that turned her into a cybernetic woman? I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Is yeah. actually a terrorist cell, right? Like the whole time, right? Is masquerading as a good guy yes. when in reality they're the, they're the bad guys, right? And so now there's this moral dilemma. Of like, well, I work for them, and it seems like they're doing good things, but then they're also behind a lot of much worse things that are in other yeah. places, right? Like, maybe yeah. they're not a U.S. terrorist group. Like, they're not terrorizing the U.S., but they're, like, inciting, you know, dictatorships and causing yeah. global havoc, right, to benefit themselves. Well, that's themselves. just the CIA, though. That's not very interesting or new. Yeah, but that's why the CIA gets along with them so well. They what don't if the CIA listens to this podcast? They won't. Okay. They're probably busy oppressing south american countries and stuff so uh that was a and installing just dictators there's a line i think that is who says it i don't remember there's a great line in a movie from some time where it's like i thought you'd be busy um installing a dictatorship or overthrowing a democracy and they're like talking to a cia agent because it's a great like flip of like i thought you'd be overthrowing a dictatorship and installing a democracy but they flip it because that's what uh unfortunately I mean, that sounds like a done. line from archer i think it's liam neeson says it in batman Oh, maybe. It, I hear it in Liam Neeson's voice, even if he is not the one that actually says it. I hear everything in Liam Neeson's voice. God, wouldn't He's that be great? Can we get, hey, Liam, do you want to come on the show sometime, buddy? That would be cool. I'd that'd get be, Liam Neeson on the show. Do you think he's been in any season one shows? Uh, No. Because he's too good of an actor? Liam's too good. Other than now, because he he's doing all the geezer teasers now. Other than what? Uh, Do you know what the geezer teasers are? No. What is minor what side note? Uh, that like every Bruce Willis movie that he's been in the last like five years, he'll make like okay. a movie every single year, and they they only show up in like Redbox or on like B list streaming services. 
sure. they're like the worst bottom of the barrel kind of stuff where it, you get like one major celebrity in it and then yeah. you know the rest is like just random actors and actors and actresses like doing a bad job and they're called geezer teasers because they star a lot of like the old 80s 70s 90s like action stars so like arnold's been in a bunch of them uh okay. bruce willis okay. is like the king of them now ever since taken liam neeson has like one a week where like if you just like a liam neeson's like imdb profile there's like you know you, the ones you've seen and then between all the ones you've seen there's like four other ones that are like where what when was this you know yeah interesting okay yeah Look it up. Geezer There's a good teasers. article about it. I think it was in today, uh, Entertainment today Weekly. I learned. Yeah, the geezer teaser. Geezer teasers. Anyway, wow. uh, I don't want to talk about the show anymore, so let's get to our ratings. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, Andrew, uh, should you tell the people how our rating system works? Yeah, yeah. I would I would love to recap that for, for anyone who's a regular listener or anyone who's new. Uh, so it's a five-star rating. Zero to five stars, I mean. Uh, zero would be... Uh, it, it was an idea that shouldn't have made it past... A fleeting thought, basically. Uh, it didn't need to be made more. Shouldn't have been a script. A, shouldn't have been a show. Idea. Shouldn't have been anything. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a pilot. Shouldn't have been a show. Shouldn't have been anything. Uh, one is going to be any show that or idea that was like, yeah, let's see a pilot. Let's put it together and see what happens. Okay, we saw a pilot. Doesn't need to go beyond that. Two is, okay, let's make a season of television. Rightfully canceled. This was not that great. Uh, but you know, we wanted to see it. We wanted to flesh it out. Three, uh, is what we like to call our watch at your own risk category. Uh, it's okay. You know, it could have gone another season or two. It also could have stayed canceled and that would have been fine. Whether you like, uh, if, if you like our commentary, our discussion seems like an interesting show, go ahead and give it a listen or, or a watch. Excuse me. If you, don't find it that interesting when we're talking about it. Uh, let us know because we want to make it interesting. Um, but also don't watch the show. <laughs> but also don't watch the show. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just forget it ever happened. Boy, I wish uh, I could do that. Yeah, man. Already so many shows that I wish I could just forget ever existed. Uh, so four would be a show that was great that we would have, you know, not the best show in the world, but we would have loved to see more of it. Yeah. I want more. Um, five this deserved be, more than one season. It was yeah, yeah. It deserved more season. than one season. It should have continued beyond one season. Uh, it just wasn't enough. It's really sad that it was canceled. Yeah. Uh, five is you know it's basically criminal that it was canceled. It, it's a criminal crime that it was canceled. It should have continued. We deserve it as people who watch television. We deserve to see more of this and we deserve for resources to be put into this show instead of some other shitty show that was canceled. Yeah. But here we are reviewing it on the podcast. A show that should have continued. Uh, a five this ain't, I don't think. I don't think either of us are giving this one a five. Personally, this show is a six. Oh, okay. First six. Out um, of a million. Six out of a million. <laughs> That's a pretty low percentage no. when you really think um, about it. Give me your give me your thoughts. Give me your stars. Yeah. Um, or lack thereof. Yeah, it's definitely going to be somewhere on the lack thereof. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, pff, shit, man. I'm stuck between a, a zero and a one, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Yeah. The walk I, walk me and the, the listeners through it. The idea of this show isn't a bad one. 
Well, we know that because there was a show in the 70s that ran there for was, seasons. Right. There was already a show that was out that was relatively successful. I mean, they went three seasons, and that was back in the 70s. I don't really think there were too many shows back then going for a really long time, except for your sitcoms that just like, you know, whatever. I also wasn't I wasn't born then, so I don't really know. But, um, you know, so, so it, there was reason to see it. You know, there was reason that maybe it could have been successful, but it was, it was so bad, um, that, 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 that I just, I, I don't, I don't want to think about it again <laughs> and I wish I never thought about it and I'm so glad it's out of the way now, um, because I can just, I can just, I can repress and I can just push it. I can just push it down. And just forget that it just pile any other information on top of it and forget that it ever existed. So my question so that's is, the is case this worse zero. than the new tomorrow? Um, what did I give new tomorrow? A three? There's no way you gave it a three. <laughs> if you gave it a no, three, I think I'm quitting. I, no, I think I gave it probably a zero or a one, maybe a one because I, I tend to give shitty shows that, should it be should be a zero i tend to give them one based on success from a previous thing justifying that it maybe should have been a thing so that kind but of falls think, in this category yeah well exactly so but 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 this was so fucking bad that i'm like it should maybe be a zero it's up to you man um, i can't tell you what to do i'm going 0.5 because i think that's the most fair 0.5 0.5 okay. out of 5. Um, 0.5 out of 5. Because, because a pilot was too much. I watched it, and it was bad, and I hated it. But then also there was a show before it, and it was mildly or relatively successful. Thus, a reboot could have been deserved or good. Okay. 0.5 it is. Breaking our rules. I guess it doesn't really break our rules. We've given our uh, some other things point five so yeah. far. I committed so much more of my mental energy to that whole thing than it, than it was worth. <laughs> just just goes to show that this is such a such an exercise in futility. This this whole endeavor, yeah. but we're gonna keep doing it for our listeners because we love them. Uh, I, I say, why don't you tell me what your score is? Yeah, I mean. I was torn for like a few minutes, especially at the beginning of the podcast where I was like, I kind of like this show, but not because it's good. Right. Remember I said that, oh, right? Like I was like, yeah, I like that like I can turn my brain so off while I watch yeah. the show. I like that there's no investment taken. Right. Cause like, I want to watch a show that where I'm invested. Right. But like the, there's nothing that I can attach onto this show to make me want to care about it or the characters or the story or the anything. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of a freedom in that where I can say anything I want about it and not feel yeah. guilty or bad about it. I am going to give it a zero though. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not worth, I don't know how the seventies show is. It could be great. It could be terrible, uh, especially how well it's honestly. aged, you know, 50, 50 yeah. plus years. Uh, but this show is bad and don't watch it. Anyone. Yeah. Don't it's, watch it. That is please. the one thing that I will uh, tell everybody about this show listen to our podcast six times if you want about it to just to really flesh it out because i'm sure that we made more sense even in our musings and ramblings than the whole of the show's plot did if you could even call it a plot plot is generous uh how about we call it um like a um 
a, uh, an outline. There we go. That was the word I was looking for. Okay. Like it's an yeah. outline of a plot where they're like, I want to do this, this and that. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Write it up. And they're like, Oh no, I that's all I got. And they didn't like flesh out any of the like <laughs> cause and effect of any of the way that things nope, happen. They that's just the show. Happen. Rush it. Ru- get yeah. it out. Cut it. Print. <laughs> Cut it. Get, get it get out. Get people filming it. We'll people improv all the lines. This. Let's stop talking about the show forever. Um, that sounds great and we need to uh we need to wrap up the show uh yeah we need to wrap up but first presley do you want to know what show we are going to watch for i'm on pins and needles in anticipation of what we could be watching next well so i was thinking about what show to watch um two minutes into the pilot of this show because I was trying to think about anything else other than this show. And, uh, recently this show we're going to watch next week was canceled. Like just okay. canceled. It's a recent show. Um, recent cancellation. Very recent. It's a 2022 show that was just canceled maybe okay. a month ago. Something like that. Similar to, it's, I think the midnight gospel was also very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, National Treasure, Edge of History. So for my uh, natural national treasure buffs out there, I mean, I'm we're I'm a such it. a National Treasure stan. It is absurd how much I love. Those I actually films. love National Treasure so much. Those and movies I can't wait. go so hard. They're so good. I cannot wait to dive into the NTCU, and really, <laughs> ju- that that would be the National Treasure Cinematic Universe. Oh uh, move God. over MCU. You're washed. We're starting the National Treasure Cinematic Universe. Well, clearly we're not since it was or, canceled. Spoiler alert, I guess not. Never mind. This one was canceled. But we are oh going to be watching National Treasure Edge of History. It's on Disney+. Plus. Edge Disney of History Plus is original. such a bad subtitle. Yes. Aren't we always on Get Edge ready. of History? Anyway. I guess it, dep- it depends on how you define the edge. But yeah, I guess. Probably. This is philosophical and I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, well, for our that. listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, remember to uh, like and subscribe to the pod. Uh, give, leave us a little review. Tell us what you're thinking. If we're doing stuff well, if we're doing stuff terribly, if we're watching great shows that you think we reviewed poorly, if we're watching terrible shows that we reviewed favorably, we want to hear from you. Uh, check us out on season1pod.com as well as season underscore one underscore pod at just about all social medias. We also have a a link tree down in uh, the episode description. Also something we don't mention is we write uh, the spoiler synopsis out and that's in there. So if you want like to read the spoiler synopsis in case it gets really confusing when we're reading it aloud, uh, you can always read it in there, but just be warned that it is spoilers. So this is your morning. I I just thought I'd call that out in case people want to read along with that. Uh, Finally, and most importantly, we are announcing uh, that due to, uh, our Andrew and I's mutual work forcing us back into the office uh, multiple times a week. We've had far less time to work on the podcast as well as watch shows as we would like to. We want to keep making it a quality show for everyone. And so we're going to be shifting to releasing our episodes every other week, which means that uh, as of this next week, uh, you won't see a new episode after this one the following week, but then we're going to start every other week. So look forward to that. Everything else stays the same, just going to be a little less frequent from now on. Well then, uh, until next time, until I see you on the edge of history, Andrew, (laughs) my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Don't watch this show. (laughs) 